Daily Double by Kevin Carey. Promise me, she says. I promise. I mean it, Eddie. Blow this and it's over. Come here, I say and put my arm around her. It's all going to be cool. Trust me. I slid a finger over the two small welts on her neck. Still hurt? No. See, I told you. Couple days. For a moment, her face softens. Then she snaps. Eleven o'clock. He's coming right from the airport. Eleven sharp, I say with a salute. Then I kiss her. A long, lip-locked, eyes-closed, reassuring, don't-sweat-it-kid kiss. I feel the tiny tips of her teeth against my lips. She flashes a quick smile. Where are you going? I may go down for the doubles. Stay a few races. The dog's Eddie. Just to kill some time before I have to deal with the Gestapo. He's not that bad. He just thinks he is. I kiss her on the cheek and head for the door. Please don't screw this up, Eddie. You have my word, I say. Mike is firmly planted at the end of the grandstand bar by the time I get to the track. A race book and three tip sheets spread out in front of him. Hey, partner. He slides the book over. Second race, number three. Daydreamer, can't miss. If you'd known Mike as long as I have, you'd know his can't misses are as accurate as weather forecasts. I trust him, but not with my money. The five in the first, what about him? Five's a pig, only likes the inside. I don't know, got a good name, Rabbit Run. Reminds me of Bugs Bunny. Reminds me of Stew, Mike says and orders two beers from the bar. I'll pass, I tell him. I'm on best behavior. One beer. Okay, one. What say we pull some numbers for the horses? I hand him a 20 and we end up with 10 combinations for the daily double. He takes a list to the window. When he gets back, he hands me the tickets. So why the best behavior? He asks me. Uh, Lisa's nervous I won't be there for her tonight. You know, with her old man. She says I drink too much, left to my own devices. He doesn't like you anyway. Probably thinks I'm a vampire. Mike laughs. Imagine that, he says, raising a tiny pair of binoculars and following the dogs as they break from the gate. Come on, come on, he yells while I watch the numbers flicking by on the board. The five wins and pays $3.60. We look down the list of numbers written in the margin of the race book. That's half the double, he says. The odds are figured that we stand to make $400 if the three wins the second race. I need a beer for this one, Mike says. You? I guess. Two can't get me in trouble, right? I think about Lisa and the impending date with her father. The old buck never did like me. That much was clear the first time we spoke to each other. You're still on nights, he had said. Can't the union get you days? I don't belong. Why not? They take too much money out of my check. Dad's crazy. It's money they use for benefits and disability. Still, they take too much. That didn't go well, I told Lisa, walking away from the house that night. What does with him, she said, slipping an arm into mine. Sometimes I wish he'd just dry up and disappear. It's a close race. So close they call for the photograph. Me and Mike stare silently at the tote board sign flashing photo. When they finally post the three, we jump and chest bump each other, spilling beard and yelling in unison, Four bills! Mike walks back from the window, counting it, then makes two neat little piles of tens and twenties on the bar. I say we take 50 and get us one, he says. I don't know. Come on, it's only eight. One package, then it's home you go, nine, ten o'clock at the latest. Nine o'clock. You have my word, he says. We cruise down Shirley Avenue, past the triple-deckers and the neon lights of the storefronts. Next corner, Mike says. Bingo! We pull to the sidewalk after the stoplight, and a young, blonde-haired guy walks over to the window. 
Mike flashes the cash. Fifty dollar party? He takes the bills, hands them to another guy standing on the corner, then hops into the car. In the parking lot behind the Dublin Cafe, Mike jumps into the back seat. One at a time, the guy says. Mike leans into his neck. Hey, the guy complains. You're not my boyfriend. Mike smiles. No, I'm not, darling. Then grabs the guy's head with both hands and with a quick twist snaps his neck. The snapping sound always makes me cringe. He looks at me. Drink? We sit on either side of the guy, bite into his warm neck and suck until we drain him dry. Time for a chaser? He asks me, wiping his lips with his sleeve. Just one, I tell him. In the back room of the Dublin, Mike walks past the pool table holding two beers and two shots. A little something for the effort, he says. I can't get drunk, remember? Last round. We drink a toast. To the Daily Double, he yells. Amen. What time is it? 8.30? Two games and I'm gone, I say. I break the rack and the ball spread over the table. I watch the 11 fall into the corner pocket. High balls. I run four before I miss a slice on the side. A little damage, partner. Mike sinks a couple, then chalks up. You're really crazy about Lisa. Yeah, I am. Funny. He sinks the four in the side. What's funny? You guys don't seem anything alike. Screw you. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong, dude. She's beautiful. It's just, I never figured you'd fall for somebody, that's all. I mean, the way things are. To be honest, we're not all that different anymore. Mike stops moving the cue back and forth. Looks up at me. You dog. You didn't. It was her idea, actually. She doesn't mind the maintenance? Looking for night work? She says no. Says she's looking forward to it. It's a long-term contract, he says, and misses a combination that sinks the eight ball by accident. He walks to the bar. Rack em. I'm chalking my cue when he sets two more shots and beers on the table. Enough, man. Last one. What time is it? Nine. Relax. One hour, you're home. He raises his glass. To you and Lisa. It's a lucky man who finds a blood-sucking soulmate. We throw them back. I break and leave the table open. Mike beats me on a quick run, only gives me one shot. Rubber match, I say. Beer? Sure, he says. We decide to play for ten. I win, then I give him a chance to win his money back. What time is it? 9.30. He puts two more beers down and we play the last game. Drive me home, man, I say after he wins and we're even. Swamp stop first, okay? A mile from the Dublin, we pull off the marsh road by the dump and drag the guy's body onto the ground. We toss him into the wet mud and watch as it overtakes him slowly, doing its vanishing act under the bright moon. Kind of peaceful, don't you think? I say. That it is, brother. We grab a 12-pack on the way home and I got two more down by the time we walk into my pad. Think he'll start with that union shit again? He asks me. How do you know about that? You told me. When? Wow, Lisa is right. You don't remember shit when you're boozing. He throws me another. What time is it? 10.15. Damn, I gotta take a shower. The cold water washes over me and I see her father sitting at the table, staring at me, thinking, but not saying, I'm no good for this little girl. I towel off and put some pants on. What time is it? 10.30. The phone rings and answered in the kitchen. Eddie? Hey, Liz. You on your way? Sure. Mike is going to drive me over. Mike? Yeah. You been hanging out with Mike all night? Yeah, why? You're drunk, aren't you? No, baby. I'm fine. Eddie, you have to do this for me. Remember... You can't be drunk. Lisa, Lisa, I've been moderate. Honest. Get over here and pray you don't screw this up. The line goes dead. When I walk back to the living room, Mike is playing Super Mario on the Nintendo. He looks up from the game. 
To playa? He asks. Time to go, Mike. I grab another beer. It's just after 11 when I walk through the door. Sorry I slammed the phone, she says. I'm just a little nervous. Don't worry, I'm fine. I spin in a circle. See? She smiles a little. There's a knock on the door. I'll talk to him first. Then, another knock. I stand off in the alcove and listen. Daddy, she says. How are you? Okay, Angel. You? I'm fine. Come and sit down. I'm feeling a little drowsy all of a sudden, so I sit on the floor. Where's your boyfriend? I hear him ask. He's coming, she says. At least I think he's coming, she says louder. He's coming. Shit, that's my cue. I walk slowly up from behind the couch and grab dear old dad by the head and twist once. Lisa stares in horror for a moment, then a slow smile spreads across her face. Is he dead? she asks. I push him forward and he slumps on the couch. As a doornail. Let's toast, she says, and we both sink our fans into old leather neck. I thought you had passed out back there, she said to me after. Me? Nah. Would I let you down? Not you, darling. But sometimes I think you drink too much, and that gambling... We need to talk about that. She leaves the room, and I start to wonder if I'd done the right thing. Forever can be a long time. She comes back with a long green duffel bag. What say we go necking down by the swamp? Now you're talking. I drive along the marsh road, my arm over her shoulder. The full moon high in the star-filled sky. Sky that is brisk and clear with the promise of tomorrow. This has been a presentation of Pseudopod, which is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Find us online at pseudopod.org.